Here we go, 12 Sided Guys time. We have Matt, who is playing as Pine. We have Scott as Joff, but he used to be Roos, and his mom called him Roosie Goose. We've got Jordan as Ebby the Bot, who likes Joff and Fire a lot. Sabrina is playing as Nari, killing God, but look, she ain't sorry. And Paul, me, a master in dungeons and eating Funyuns. Okay, not really, but it rhymed, and this rap is taking up, up too much time. Patreon is where it's at for wikis and maps and chats. Or rate and review us. It helps get others to view us. Tell family and friends to check our shenanigans. They'll laugh hard while running or driving their cars. Anyway, if you climbed a tower, Freeing thieves and wizards with power, and a big man just to name a few, this podcast for you. So, Nari huh? and the boys, what? What? are you ready to continue our story? Sure. It's Crystal. Crystal. Codex. Codex. Episode 40. 12-sided guys. That was great. I'm dead. That was great. Fantastic. Here we are in Winterhome, the Stormfist settlement where normally Nari's people would spend the winter. Um, it's a little bit lower in the mountains, uh, and the weather's a little bit more bearable for those long dark months of winter bearable <laughs> yeah exactly but it has been abandoned and as nari and the boys were investigating and they found a dead horse and another dead body suddenly from north and east and west appeared creatures from the north there was this horse-sized woolly mammoth i guess with white fur big tusks and then on the east and west side, there were two more, one on the east and one on the west. And also there were these large 20 foot tall bears. And these were not just bears. These are like man bears. They have the build of men, but the fur and the face and the claws of bears. They wear loinskins around their waist and they carry axes and mauls. And we've already rolled initiative. Let the battle begin. Last time Pine rolled a 17, and Crumbles also has a 17. Nice. Uh, Ebby has an 11. And Nari also has an 11. Joff rolled a 14. All right. So that brings us to the top of the initiative. And the first thing to move are these tuskers, these horse-sized woolly mammoths. It looks like they're almost like dogs. Like these bears treat them kind of like an attack dog. And these... These Tuskers come moving forward. Two of them come from east and west, and one comes from the north, and they are all going to let loose with cones of cold. So what I need... Are you from, kidding me? As So, <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's not as bad as the last thing that you fought. I guarantee you it's not as bad. But they start to kind of like stomp the ground and shake their wool, and then they point their trunks in everybody's direction. So... The way that it worked out, one of them is blasting at Joff and Yastin, who are kind of down to the south. One of them is blasting at Nari up by her house. And then one of them is blasting at, looks like Crumbles and Ebby. And I don't know if it can actually get Pine from where it's at. Let me check its range real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah Pine, you are not in range. The uh, Ebby would be the only one who gets my uh, aura as well. So plus three to your roll, Ebby. Woohoo! All right, I need a DC 12. Dexterity save from everybody, please. Oh, Nari Nat 20, that. Nice. Joff got a 16. Uh, Ebby got a 6. Crumbles got a 17. Justin got a, a 12. So he passed. Actually, he passed. Okay, so let's see. Um, one of them blasted out for 15 damage. Nari, 15 damage headed your way. Did you save? I did, yes. And you also have resistance, so you take... Three damage. Okay. <laughs> All right. Crumbles and Ebby. Ebby did not save, so you take 25 damage. Oof. Okay. That was the big roll. And uh, Crumbles did save, so he takes 12 damage. That's big for Crumbles. That is big for Crumbles. And then 
Um, uh, Joff, you saved, so you take 11. So 22 damage, halved to 11, and then halved again because of your boots. So you take five damage. Okay. And Yasin will take 11 damage. And that is the Tusker's turn. Pine, what are you going to do? Well, they didn't even give us a chance to talk. So Pine's going to go ahead and draw his sword. And he's going to come around toward the Tusker on the east side. There's a giant bear man over there as well. But he's going to come over after the Tusker that just hurt his pet. Um, So first off, he is going to say... Enveloping shadow, rebuke and extol, dark blade strike. And then he'll attack with his saber on the Tusker. That's a 26 to hit. That will definitely hit. So that's nine damage. And then the Tusker needs to make a DC 14 wisdom saving throw or be frightened of me and take psychic damage. Uh, He is frightened of you. So it took an additional five psychic damage. And now it is in my aura of conquest. It cannot move, and it's frightened of me. Ooh, okay. That means it has disadvantage on attacks against you, right? Actually, it has disadvantage on all attacks as long as I'm within its sight. Ooh. Um, and then that was my first attack. I'm also going to go ahead and do a Swordmaster's Fury. <laughs> okay, why not? Uh, so that is an additional six damage. Okay. From those two extra swipes. And then I'll do my second attack. Uh, that's a 20 to hit. That does hit. I see what you did there. Uh, for seven plus another Swordmaster's Fury. Uh, so that's going to be five. So 12 damage total. Okay. And that's my whole turn. Right. Awesome. Very good. Okay. Um, yeah, this thing looks like it took some some damage, though. Fur is not so white. Now there's lots of uh, areas of red and pink. Um, Crumbles. Let's see what you got, Crumbles. Crumbles is hurting but uh, he can make a horn attack against this uh, Tusker next to him. So that'll be a 22 to hit with his horn. That hits. Uh, For 13 piercing damage. That is awesome. Yes, very good. Yeah, this Tusker is now definitely bloodied. Okay. And it is now Yostin's turn. Yostin is down here more towards the south with Joff where they were investigating this dead body. He is going to... Um, step away from Joff to kind of clear, uh, get clear of uh, kind of bunching up. And he's going to take two shots at the Tusker on the west side. He hits twice for, oh, that is 24 damage with his two shots. Very nice. All right. And now that brings us to Joff. Joff, the Tusker right next to you just took some hits. Hey, uh, Joff does more damage when he fights someone that is uh, engaged. So he's actually going to run across the battlefield a little bit. Okay. Joff will run across to the east side of the battlefield and fight the Tusker that uh, Mr. Pine was engaged with, and he'll strike out with his scimitar. The uh, 20 to hit. That hits. For uh, five slashing and then <laughs> three ones on the... Oh, man, I'm like ones across the board. Yeah, I did eight damage. Oh, brutal. <laughs> Minimum damage. Ouch. Yeah, and then uh, I'll I'll do um, my offhand chakram just because might as well. 11 to hit, that probably misses. That does miss. All right, that'll be my turn. Okay, Ebby, you are up. Um, I mean, I think I, I was thinking about doing some spell action, but I think we're just going to kind of go into triage mode and call <laughs> out the old robot unicorn. We'll drop it right <laughs> behind me. Okay. Because um, I think that will cover most everybody in the aura. Yeah, it looks like it does, yeah. I am actually going <laughs> to use Erdos's word on myself and be like, you got this, buddy. Come on. You can do this. And and heal myself for eight. And then everybody also gets seven. Nice. Including Crumbles. Including Crumbles. That's clutch for Crumbles. I think that will be it for now for me. Okay. All right. Nari, it is your turn. You've got kind of this one Tusker is kind of up to the north. You've got the one that's on the east side is uh, frightened. And you have the one on the on the west side has been shot twice by Yostin. But you still have these two giant bears that we're going to call um, Ursines. Okay, I'm going to come up to this mammoth boy um, on the eastern side and attack it with my axe. Okay. Uh, for a 23 to hit. And then I will use another charge 
Okay. Yeah, so why don't you go ahead and roll the damage, and then, then we'll have it make it save. Uh, eight damage. Eight damage. Good hit. And uh, its eyes twinkle, and it loses its aggressive posture. You don't have advantage yet, not till next turn, but... Okay, I'm going to hit it again. 18 to hit, and 13 damage. Nice hit. Very good. Okay, awesome. And anything else that Nari wants to do? Uh, at this moment, no. Okay, that brings us now to the Ursines. Okay, I don't think this one can reach anybody. The one on the west is going to come into... Um, Gonna come into the uh, center of town and try to reach some. Oh, he can. He comes in from behind and he has uh, the ability to hit either Nari or Ebi. You hear these thudding footsteps, boom, 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 as it comes rushing in and you hear this bellow, this. Um, you get the impression it's a language of some sort, but I don't think anybody speaks it. Doesn't sound like Menorees. <laughs> no. Wee wee! <laughs> squeak, squeakity, squeak, squeaking. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, Bonjour! He's going to attack <laughs> once at Nari and once at Ebby. So let's see. Oh, Ebby, he rolled a one to hit you, but Nari, he rolled a. I think that's like a 28. Rude. Uh, that is a 28 to hit. Oh my gosh. Holy moly. All right, come at me, bro. For 17 damage. Okay, for 17? Yep. Okay, I am going to reduce that damage by a d12 plus 2, so by 9. So going to do a little bit less damage to me. Nice. Okay, that was the one on the west side. The one on the east side is going to move up um, next to uh, two of the Tuskers. It looks like he has got, um, within his reach, he's got Pine and he has got Crumbles. So... You leave him alone! <laughs> okay, two attacks at Pine then. Um, how about a 22 and a 23? Oh my gosh. Yeah, they'll, they'll both hit. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I believe that's 46 damage, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Okay, 46 damage. Yeah. All right. Ooh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm down to 14. Okay, it is now back around to the Tusker's turn. We are going to roll to see if they get their breath weapon back, their blizzard attack back. Oh, two of them get them back. Um, looks like this one that's off to the west does not get its back, so it's going to actually charge down here at Yostin and attempt to gore him. So he is going to get gored with uh, a 12 to hit. That will miss. Gorge. Nice. Poor <laughs> Yostin. Can't catch a break. Um, okay, and then it looks like um, this blizzard is either going to hit Pine and Joff or it's going to hit Pine and Crumbles and Ebby. Um, Pine, either way, you're in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it looks like it's going to go after Pine and Joff. Pine and Joff, I need dex saves. DC 12. Joff, you get an extra three to your saving throw. Joff got a 14. Pine got a dirty 20. Okay, uh, Pine, and uh, let's see here. So you guys both save. It was 12 damage, halved to six. Joff halved to three. Oh, <laughs> And then the last blizzard attack is going to get uh, Nari. Nari, make a dex save for me, please. 12. That is just enough. Nice. Um, so you are going to take 23. Oh my gosh, that's a big roll. 23 damage halved to 11 um, because uh, you saved. And then also you are resistant to cold. So halved back down to five. I did not love that. Better than the alternative, getting clobbered by one of these bears. Okay, Pine, it is your turn. <laughs> I'm ten to eight hit points. Uh, uh, Pine will yell out, "It might be best to." What am I trying to say? Run away! <laughs> <laughs> Surrender! <laughs> it might be best to make a strategic retreat. I'm just stressing about the vacuum of power we might leave if we retreat too fast. 
It's true. Okay, Pine is going to use his commander's morale. He's going to dump it all into himself. 35 hit points for his action. Okay. Nice. And then um, for his bonus action, he'll go ahead and say, Field Marshal, sir, I ask your aid, please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Why are you tossing out the S-Doc? He's going to go for the other side of this... um, uh, Tusker that we've already uh, been doing damage to on the east side. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a nine to hit, which probably does not hit the Tusker. Does not hit the Tusker. Okay. So am I, I, I'm in the range of this big bear guy too. So if I try to adjust my positioning, I'm probably going to get hit by the bear. He hit you before. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm uh, sticking right there. Crumbles. <laughs> Uh, Crumbles is going to go ahead and attack the Tusker with his horn again. Okay. It's a 16 to hit. That hits. 14 piercing damage. 14. That is a huge hit. This Tusker is looking very, very bad. And that's it. No movement? Well, I mean, again, if, if it, from the looks on the map, it looks like he's basically threatened by two giant bears and a Tusker, so. Well, you're not, no, you're only, you're only threatened by one giant bear. They have a 10 foot reach. Yeah, if he moves, he's going to get hit, so he's going to stick around as well. Okay. All right, it is Yostin's turn. He is going to take the risk of being gored by this Tusker and take a step back. The Tusker is going to attempt to hit him. Uh, That's a 16. It is a hit for 11 damage, but he's going to take two shots at this Tusker again. He manages to hit with one, but barely, and he had to use his special eagle eye skill just to make one of them hit. And he's actually going to use his last eagle eye skill as well. So, oh, that's a good roll. Okay, so he rolled a four, plus four is eight, plus he rolled a 10 on his d10. So that's 18 damage to this Tusker. And that would be a total of, if I can do the math, big hit. Okay. That'll be a total of big hit. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Hey, come on now. Joff, you are up. All right. Joff is going to strike out with his scimitar at the Tusker. It's right in front of him for a 12 to hit. Ugh. Oh, nope. AC 13. Okay. Um, I am going to bonus action strike out with my chakra. Ugh, oh, my gosh. Worthless this round. <laughs> yeah, I got an 11 to hit with my uh, bonus action uh, for with the chakra, and, and that also missed. That is a miss. Yeah. All right, Ebby, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're doing because I can see what you're doing with the map. And uh, just so you know, I have a better token for that once you tell me what you're going to do. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ebby is going to... Uh, the question is where to place it. Ebby is going to ca- conjure up a wall of fire in a circle right on top and through the tusker and the giant bear thing that is on the right-hand side, the eastern side of the city, the one that Pine and Crumbles and Joff and everybody are fighting. Awesome. Let's have you... So they have to make saves, right? Dex, is it dexterity saves? Yeah, DC 16 dex saves. And just just to clarify for our listeners, the damage is going away from us, right? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, okay. very much. So with, with Wall of Fire, you can either do it in a straight line or you can do it in a 20-foot like ring and I'm doing it in a ring directly on these creatures kind of creating a massive pillar of fire burn, around them burn, burn. yes and suddenly Pharaoh turns his army back and will not follow the children of Israel into the Red Sea <laughs> uh, okay so this massive plume of fire just erupts out of the ground as Ebi um, just probably kind of combs some hair in front of his eye and says burn um, that was an emo joke and they both failed their saves. So why don't you tell me how much damage this is going to do? So it will do 23 fire damage. And that sticks around, right? Uh, yeah, it's concentration. It'll stick around for a minute. All right. Just like that, the Tusker falls down dead. The one that was frightened is no longer frightened because he is dead. Cue victory music? <laughs> oh, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, Ebby, anything else you want to do? 
Um, I don't know. I can't cast any other spells. You can't. No. I'm trying to see if there's any other bonus actions or anything worthwhile. Um, the answer is no. Um, yeah. So I, that will be uh, it. I'll just do that. Okay. Nari, you've got a Tusker in front of you, and you've got a bear giant, an Ursine behind you. Okay, I am going to... I'm going to try to finish off this Tusker. Uh, So I'm going to hit it with the axe for 11 to hit. That will miss. That makes sense. That that checks out. How about a 12? (laughs) Those both miss. Okay. Um... Yeah, Nari's going to action surge and really just try to hit this thing, because that's really annoying. How about 23? That will hit. Oh, oh, cool. shoot. No, no. Start, scratch all of that. Scratch all that. Start over. You have advantage on all your attacks. So start over. This thing, on its turn, after last time, it should not have blown any ice on you. I forgot. He was supposed to bow down on his turn, because it worked. Your your axe oh, worked. Oh, that was the one that blew that ice was on the me. One. Oh, yes. gotcha. Yes. Okay. okay, so I think Rude. let me let's go back and figure out how many hit points you get back. Um I, I think, think it was just like five. Yeah, so you get five hit points back because I remember, yeah, that's right. And then this Tusker here, you get advantage on your attack. So roll again. Save save your action surge. Roll that first attack again with advantage. Alright, let's try this. Thirteen. That will hit. Nice. Okay. Hell yeah. So for 13 damage. Nice. And then 20. That hits. For 13 damage. It's my lucky number. Nice. Okay, did you want to do your action surge again or, or not so much? Yeah, how's he looking? Uh, he's bloodied. He's definitely below half hit points. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll hit him again one more time. Just for fun. All right, 24... For 10 damage. Okay. And then 20 for 17. Oh my gosh. What's a 57 plus 17? This is terrible. I can't believe I'm killing a mammoth. <laughs> These things are endangered, if not already extinct. Come on. I know. Is it 74? It is 74. And um, yeah, uh, this thing is uh, barely hanging on. Just barely. Like 75 hit points total? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I started to take my math. He's got 74 hit points gone. He's got 75 hit points total. All right. Good round. That brings us to the bears. All right. One bear is in the circle of fire. Does that mean he takes damage? Because he starts his turn in it? Uh, Let's see here. To each creature that ends its turn within 10 feet of that side or inside the wall, a creature takes the same damage when it enters the wall for the first time on a turn or ends its turn there. So at the end of the turn, it looks like, or if, I, if I'm reading it right, is it if they move through it, if they enter the wall? If he ends his turn, um, the problem is, is there's nowhere for him to go. He's too big to fit anywhere. Um, he's going to have to shoot. Uh, he has to step back because there's nowhere for him to go to get out of the flame. So he actually steps back away. Did he disengage? Uh, no, he did not disengage. I believe Crumbles will get an attack against him. Why doesn't Crumbles make an attack? Right. 12 to hit. No. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, no. Um, Close-ish, but not... Not, not gonna hit. All right, this one, this, so the one on the on the uh, that was in the fire, the one on the east side, he backs up out of the fire, kind of shielding his eyes from this huge plume of fire, which, by the way, is now starting to singe one of these buildings. Um, and this uh, this big bear, he bends down and grabs a big rock, and he is going to launch it, and it's going to go at. He can hit anybody. So we've got we've got f- uh, we've got four targets because Yostin's pretty far away. So. Uh, one, two, three, four. It is coming at Ebby. Bring it on. <laughs> Let's see. This rock is going to get launched at you. And does a 13 hit you? It does not. Half plate. <laughs> Half plate. Half plate. 
So you know how you were investigating that horse that had been, uh, you know, clawed and bitten and everything? The rock lands on the horse and crushes it. Oh. And that is its turn. Now we have the other bear. He is going to attack once at Nari and once at Ebi. So, Nari, at you, does a 14 hit you? Yeah, that hits. A 14? A 14 hits. A 14? How does a 14 hit you? You've got chainmail on. Oh, wait, yeah, I don't know, actually. That's, <laughs> wait, what is going on? Yeah, I'd make sure your items are still equipped. I actually had my character sheet unequip everything randomly. Oh, God. I noticed that, too, just recently. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're like a 14 hit. I'm like, I'm pretty sure a 14, you've got mithril chainmail. I'm pretty sure that doesn't hit you, but, um, I mean, we can do it if you want to. Um, <laughs> now, Ebby, does a 19 hit you? It actually would not. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, half plate. We're still in this. <laughs> we still oh. got this, guys. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Very good. Okay. Um, that brings us now to the Tuskers. So we're going to roll to see if they get their um, their breath weapons back. It looks like neither one of them do, so we're going to get gore attacks. Uh, Nari, the one that you've been fighting, gets up. Uh, from you know, from showing you its neck, the one that has one hit point left, and it is going to try to attack you with a gore attack for... That's a 20 to hit. That one does actually hit. Okay, and that will hit you for... Nine damage. No! And this other one is going to continue harassing Yastin, and he is going to attack Yastin with an 11 to hit, and that misses. Okay, um, and then that brings us now to Pine. Okay, that round actually went really well for us. So starting off with Pine's bonus action, he's going to go ahead and uh, Kenig's S-Talk is going to um, harry the giant ursine that was throwing rocks earlier. Okay. So go ahead and make an attack with that. There's a 22 hit this guy. Yes, it does. For nine force damage. Fantastic. Is he bloodied? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have done 32 damage to him. Um, no, he is not bloodied. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, Not even then, close. <laughs> I figured as much. Um, Pine is actually going to uh, rush down to uh, attack uh, the um, the mammoth that's uh, attacking Yastin. Okay. So he's going to get on the opposite side of it and take a couple attacks with his sword. First, he's going to attack. Does a 14 hit? Yes, it does. For eight slashing damage. Okay. Second attack. Uh, 22 to hit for nine slashing damage. And on this one, I'm actually going to go ahead. Oh, man, I'm burning through my spell slots. Yeah, I'm going to. I'll do a second level. Second level Swordmaster's Fury for 3d8 extra damage. For 12 more damage. Nice. This guy is hurting. Okay. But still standing. That is his turn. And now it's. Uh, yeah, that's, that's Pine's turn. Yeah, now it's Crumbles' turn. Okay, Crumbles is going to run up and try to uh, free up Nari from this Tusker. So he's going to charge forward. Unfortunately, it's not enough to get his special charging ability, but he will go ahead and attack with his horn. Okay. 19 to hit. That hits. 11 damage. Ugh, crumbly boy. And that is enough, because he had one hit point, and everyone's like, yay, way to go, way to go, Crumbles. You totally took out that Tusker all by yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Crumbles. Nice. Okay. And and then Crumbles actually will, will, the rest of his distance will move in closer to this Ursine, just so that uh, he could get an attack of opportunity if he decides to move for whatever reason. Gotcha. The one there to the on the west side? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the one that's been attacking Nari. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Okay, it's now Yostin's turn. He's going to, again, take a step back so he doesn't get disadvantage on his attack. So the uh, the Tusker is going to attack at him with a natural 20. That's not good. Oof. And that is going to deal, oh, golly, 21 damage to Yostin. Ooh, that's a big hit. And Yostin's going to take one shot at this Tusker, and that is going to be a miss. And he's going to take another shot at this Tusker. And that is even a bigger miss. Yastin is uh, not doing much this round. Okay. Joff, you're up. All right. Joff is going to run up on uh, stand next to Evie and attack the Ursine that um, the rest of his companions are fighting. 
He'll strike out with his scimitar. Okay. For an 18 to hit. That does hit, yes. Okay. The For nine slashing and nine precision for 18 damage. Okay. And then um, I'll bonus attack with my offhand as well. Let's see if I can get it. Uh, that is a 24 to hit. That will hit. For five damage. Okay. All right. This guy has now taken some damage. Very good. Okay. Ebby, you still have this fire going. I don't think you can move it. I don't think that Wall of Fire lets you move it, but it is still here and you still have concentration on it. Yep. So what are you going to do? I am I am going to just let that concentration ride. Now, remind me um, what the rules are on this. I can do a cantrip as my action and then still use a bonus action spell. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can well, cast two spells as long as one of them is a cantrip. Okie dokie. Cool. Um, then I'm going to... I'm going to do a bonus action right out of the bat and do a second level Erdos's word on Yastin. Now he's outside of the range of my unicorn totem. Um, and I'm not going to spend the movement to, or the action economy to move the unicorn totem. So he'll get healed for 10. The seven bonus still applies to everybody within the radius though. Okay. Um, right, cool. So, We'll all get that benefit. And then for my action, I'm actually going to use a cantrip I switched things out for just over the last little while. Um, Frostbite on the earth sign that we are now all kind of surrounding. Joth, uh, Nari on the northeastern side, Crumbles on the eastern side, and me down in the corner here. I'm going to try and do Frostbite. Now, I'm guessing he's resistant to the damage here. But I'm okay. hoping that the effect, if he fails the constitution save, I'm hoping the effect will still come into play. All right. Well, what does he have to get for his constitution save? Because I will I will tell you right now, he is immune to cold damage. Got it. But his constitution save was only a 13. Uh, it's a 16 con save. So what happens to him? Um, so he would have taken six cold damage, but he doesn't. But on a failed save he gets disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll it makes before the end of the, of its next turn. Okay. Nice one. And that will be it. Okay. And Nari. The Tusker that you were fighting is now dead thanks to uh, Crumbles, the amazing Crumbles. And so now you are free to attack this Earth sign that's right next to you as well. Huzzah! Thanks, Crumbles. Um... Yeah, I think that's exactly what I do. I think I'm going to attack this guy uh, with a 20 to hit. That hits. And I will try to use his, uh, or the adjudication power. Okay, and that's a wisdom save, correct? DC 13? Yeah, 13. And this guy's wisdom is, he rolled a 12. His wisdom save is a... Zero. It's a plus three. So he rolled a six, he rolled a 15. Boo. But you still get your another attack. Okay. I will attack again for nine damage. Okay. Awesome. Well, very good. Okay. All right. So we've got one that doesn't want to come in the fire. He's going to pick up a rock again, and he's going to throw it at uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, looks like, Ebby, um, a rock is coming at you again. <laughs> okay. Uh, this time a 26. Oh yeah, that'll hit for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. How much damage is going to be? Oh my gosh. It's a big rock. Oh no. It is a very big rock. Oh my gosh. Holy cow. <laughs> he hits you for 31 damage with this rock. You have to make a consti constitution save difficulty 15 to keep the fire up. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is probably not going to go well. And I got a nat one on my <laughs> oh, con <gosh>. save. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, no. Boop. And the fire disappears. <laughs> All right. This other Ursine has, uh, is going to attack once at Joff and once at Nari. So, um, oh, my gosh. Uh, both hits. A 28 against Joff and a 27 against Nari. So, uh, Joff, the damage you are going to take is 20 damage. Okay. As the as he's striking down at me, Squire 
um, softens the blow a little bit, kind of slows the speed of the of the attack, so that I only take half of that. Yeah, you hear a little voice say, "Bears now, seriously?" Um, and then Nari, you, oh my gosh, <laughs> you got hit for thirty damage. Oof. He rolled. He rolled uh, on the three D twelve. He rolled a four, a ten, and a ten, and he gets to add plus six. I that was not great for me. Okay, but you're still standing. That's pretty good. All right, we go back up to the top of the initiative. This Tusker, and instead of chasing after Yastin, he is now going to turn around and try to actually. Let's see if he gets his breath weapon back first. Um, no, he does not. He's going to turn around and gore uh, at. Pine with a 20 to hit. That will hit Pine. Oh, you sound so sad. No one wants to get gored. <laughs> That's going to be 12 damage. To oh, you. I can take that. Oh, yeah. All right. And Pine, it's now your turn. All right. So uh, Pine is going to take first bonus action, take an attack against the earth sign that's been throwing rocks again. Okay. Uh, that will be a 20 to hit. Yep. For four force damage. Nice. It's like a really angry wasp. <laughs> um, and then uh, for my action, I'm going to take my first strike against this uh, Tusker okay. that I'm facing off against. That's a 10 to hit, which will miss. So my second attack will be an 18. That'll hit. Okay, that's 10 slashing damage. And the Tusker falls down dead. Okay, so then now that that thing is dead... With, for my movement, I'm going to try to stay outside the reach of the Ursine for this round, but move a little bit closer to the one that we, the whole party is attacking. Okay. So we're going to come up here probably to the west of it. Okay. So that I can come in from, um, on my next round to attack it. Nice. Okay. Cool. All right. And now it is Crumble's turn. Okay. Crumble's is going to attack the Ursine right in front of it. Okay. Horn attack, 18 to hit. That hits. For 12 percent. Man, that crumbles. <laughs> You're doing crumbles so is the, great. <laughs> crumbles is the MVP. All right. Very All good. All right. So that's 12. Yeah, 12 damage with that uh, crystalline horn. Nice. And now it is Yastin's turn, unless Crumbles wants to move. Oh, no. Crumbles is staying right there. Okay. Two shots from Yastin come streaking at the uh, Ursine. Uh, the 11 is going to miss, but the 16 will hit. And so he is going to take... It's too bad he used up all his eagle eye powers because that was only five damage. Come on, Yastin. My horse is doing more damage. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Yastin took on that uh, almost half of the hit points, or actually more than half the hit points of that, tu that one Tusker by yeah. himself. All right. Joff. So Joff will strike out with his scimitar and got an 11 to hit. That's not going to hit. And then followed up with his chakram and with a 15. That'll hit, yeah. Oh, hey, cool. Uh, that one for six psychic and 13 precision. So 19 damage on that one. Nice. Good hit. What? Uh, then that was your bonus action. You got a move left. Well, I'm not planning on moving. Is someone <laughs> okay. else moving? Um, that's your turn. So if you're not going to move, then we're going to move on to Ebby. Okie dokie. Um, the earth sign that's over by Kinnig's S-Stock, the one that kind of ran away from my now gone wall of fire. I am going to conjure hit real quick, real quick. I got to stop you. I yeah. forgot that this guy had disadvantage when he hit. So I'm going to give the disadvantage to, on this next round. I'm very sorry about that. He was oh. supposed to have disadvantage because of your spell that you cast last time. No worries. Totally fine. Um, uh, and thanks for catching that. Totally forgot yeah. about that. Um, so Evie is going to kind of, you know, turn that direction and say, Phobos, Demos, I need you. And we're going to do conjure animals. Okay. And we're going to drop those kind of right in this area to engage that ursine that's on the far eastern side of the city. Okay. Suddenly, two massive wolves show up. Phobos, Demos. What did I call them the first time? Like, like Mythos and Papos? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Probably something like that. Bubbles. Um, yeah, nice. Okay. Did you say Mythos or Mipos? Like where Cousin Balky's from? I don't remember, but um, go ahead and roll their initiative. All right. 21 for Phobos. 
We'll just keep them together as a pack. I like it. Well, and look at that. And I rolled a 21 for Demos too. So <laughs> perfect. All right. Very good. All right. Let me put these guys in the order. Okay. Okay. Um, and then let's see here. Do, 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 do. Um, with my bonus action, I don't know that there's anything else I can do. Yeah. I already cast my spell and I don't have any bonus action, anything else. So that's it. Okay. All right, Nari, what are you up to? Uh, well, the very first thing Nari's going to do is use her bonus action to regain a little bit of health. Okay. So she's going to get 12 HP back. Okay. Which doesn't do a lot, but it's a little bit. Um, right. And then she will again attack the uh, Earth sign right in front of her with a 21 to hit. Yep, that's a hit. For 10 damage, and she will use the last charge on her axe uh, to try to get this bear to submit. He's got a plus three to this, so he has to get a nine or lower. Oh, he rolled a 17. That's a 20 for his wisdom save. Oh, my God. Uh, no kneeling for you. All right, well, she's going to hit again with for 26, uh, which does 17 damage. Oh, that's a big hit. This guy is taking a ton of damage. He is looking real hurt. All right. And now it is the Earth Sign's turn. So the Earth Sign that was throwing rocks is now blocked by Phobos and Deimos, as well as Kenneth's talk. And he is going to do one swing at Phobos and one swing at Deimos. So 22 and 28. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those are going to hit. Um, let's see. So Phobos will take... 29 damage. Okay. And Demos will take 29 damage. <laughs> Alrighty then. Oh my gosh. Taking it really easy to keep track of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. And then the other one um, has disadvantage on this first attack. The first attack is going to go towards, um, looks like going towards Ebby. And so that first attack with disadvantage is going to be an 18. Uh, that would not hit. The second attack is going again towards Ebby. Oh, gosh. I know. <laughs> this is going to be... Oh, even worse. This is going to be a 14. Oh, yes. Doesn't hit. Hallelujah. Oh, that was a lucky round for you guys. Ooh. Okay. And now we are back up to the top of the initiative. Tuskers are gone, but thats they've been replaced by Phobos and Deimos, who are limping along, but are ready to make their attacks. They do have advantage because of pack tactics. Woohoo! Let's do this. Come on. Come on, girls. You can do this. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and have Phobos have an attack. Okay. Okay. 24 to hit. That will hit. All right. Four... Eight damage. And what kind of a, a save does he need to make? It's a DC 13 strength. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to fail. He rolled a two and his strength is plus six. He got eight. <laughs> he, he falls down prone. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I can't believe this. Good girl. Good girl. Oh, almost. Crushing it. All right. Oh my gosh, that is that's great. So now Demos gets advantage on this attack anyway, but yeah, I already got it because of pack tactics. But still, twenty-two will roll for the, with the advantage. See if any. No, also a twenty-two. Okay, so twenty-two okay. to hit. Okay, uh, and then ten more damage. Okay, you hear this thud as this earth sign off here to the east falls to the ground. Okay, very good round. Pine, you are up. Okay, Pine will say, Enveloping shadow, rebuke and extol, dark blade strike. And he will rush up and now engage this earth sign that the rest of the party is attacking. Uh, his first attack will be a 16 to hit. That'll hit. Okay, and that does nine damage plus six psychic damage. Okay. And it has to make a DC 14 wisdom saving throw or be frightened of me. He rolled an 18. Oh, that okay. is the wisest bear man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> He's got like a long beard and he keeps stroking it, thinking, pon you know, pondering things. He's, yeah. Okay. That was uh, one attack. 
one attack. Second attack here will be a 20 to hit. That will hit for 13 slashing damage. Okay, total this guy had, this seems like I always do this, but this always happens. This guy had 138 hit points and you guys have dealt now 138 hit points. <laughs> nice. This bear, this earth sign, massive creature comes crashing to the ground. And when he hits the ground, like actually uh, snow starts, like comes off of the roofs of these buildings. It's, it's that big of a thud. Um, and one earth sign down, three tuskers down, and there's one earth sign left. Ooh. Okay. And it's Crumbles' turn. Okay, so Crumbles is actually going to try to move around Phobos and Ordemos to attract this uh, surviving Ursine from the south. Can he do okay. that? It looks like there's yeah, a yeah. ledge. No, okay, There's a little ledge, but that's all good. Okay, and then he's going to attack with advantage because this Ursine is laying down. Yes. And he gets his little charge attack too, doesn't he? He does. So that's a 19 to hit. That will hit. So he does 12 damage plus, oh, it's, if the target is prone, I can make another attack with his horn against it as a bonus action. So for bonus action, it's going to make another attack with his horn because uh, it's already prone. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so that's a 15 to hit. Does that hit? Yeah, that is its AC, yes. For another 11 damage. Okay, uh, Crumbles <laughs> is MVP so far. My goodness, what a clutch, clutch thing. Holy cow, yeah. Man, I was really going to suggest running away, but at this point, I think we just take some trophies. I thought we were toast. Okay, that's Crumble's turn. All right, Yostin is going to take two shots at the last standing Earth sign, and let's see if he can hit anything. It looks like he hits with one of them. He hits, uh, gets a 23 with one shot, and he's going to deal nine damage. All right, and that brings us now to Joff. Joff is going to um, take a couple of steps towards the last Ursine. Uh, it's, there's not really room to get and engage him, so he's just going to throw his Chakram at it. Okay. For a 22 to hit. That hits. For 7 uh, psychic damage and uh, 12 precision damage, so 19 total. Okay. Squire um, shows up and hands it back to you and says, Try again! <laughs> And so I'll throw it again, and this one is a 16 to hit. That hits, yes. Or five damage that time. All right, yeah, this this earth sign is not looking very good anymore either. Ebby, it is your turn. Um, I'm not going to do anything too crazy, but uh, I wanted to cast a second level Urdas's word on myself, actually. Okay. Um, as my bonus action, I suppose. Okay. And heal myself for 11, and then all of us within the aura will get an additional 7. I think that includes Phobos and Demos, but not Crumbles. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think they're just barely in, and Crumbles is just outside. You know what? Crumbles healed up on the previous one, so he's good. Crumbles is so, so boss. <laughs> and then I'm going to drop a bonfire on that guy, or rather <laughs> conjure one up from where he's laying on the ground. Perfect. So he gets disadvantage on his dexterity save, I believe. I think so. Uh, yeah, why not? It's a 16, DC 16 dex save. Um, yeah, and that would be actually that he rolled a an 8, which means that he got a 7 on his dex save. How much damage does he take? He will take 12 fire damage. That's <laughs> This guy is not doing well. Oh my goodness. Ebby, Ebby is just over there like, burn, 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 <laughs> all of you burn. <laughs> oh man. Okay, Nari, you are up. Okay. There's one enemy combatant left and he is currently prone. Yeah, Nari was going to uh, kind of mosey, but I think instead she will step up kind of more towards uh, where Ebby and... Rusar, and she will actually throw her hand axe at the earth okay. sign. And, and just so you know, you have disadvantage on ranged attacks because he's prone, and you're fr and you're and you're far away. Oh, that makes okay. sense. Okay. Well, so even though he's the size of a mountain, <laughs> even though he's <laughs> yeah. the size of a mountain, yes, yes. Okay. Well, for the first one, it was twelve. Okay, that misses. And the second one was a nat twenty, uh, and then a sixteen. Okay, so the sixteen will hit. Yeah. Uh. Cool. Okay. 
So that is eight damage to that guy. Okay. Ooh. Okay, he is still standing, or he's still alive. He is going to stand up, let out a bestial and club once at Demos and once at Phobos. It looks like, uh, does a 14 hit? Uh, yes, it just hits. Okay, okay so uh, so he rolled a five, which is a 14, and he also rolled a natural 20. So Phobos <laughs> is going to get hit. Um, we'll just do the damage because it's fun. Uh, for 29 damage. Oh yeah, that'll do it. Boop. And then um, Demos is going to get hit for uh 34 for 40 damage oh yeah i yeah that to do it Boop. okay so demos and phobos poof out of existence all right and that's going to bring us now to pine pine is going to move up uh to um close the distance uh so that he can throw a couple knives perfect okay first one a 26 hit yes yes it does six piercing damage from his dagger it is not magical so if he has any kind of immunity there it's just a knife it's and he's just a giant bear okay <laughs> <laughs> all right second attack uh that's a critical hit oh my gosh so that's nine damage oh my gosh okay so um okay i grew um, with the wrong at, weapon again no, as you, that's so funny <laughs> You throw that first dagger and it sticks into its chest and it starts to let out a roar. And as it opens its mouth, you whip that second dagger out there and it goes right up into his mouth, into the roof of his mouth and punctures the brain. And you see this bear stop growling, drop to his knees and shake the earth and then fall flat on its stomach, dead. Cue victory music. Damn, we crushed it, guys. <laughs> oh, my Man. gosh. I like big crits, and I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to lie, guys. When that started, I thought these guys are going to get you. Okay, so here's what's happened now. Uh, Nari and the boys and their friend, um, Yastin, have killed two giant ursine, these bear giant uh creatures that normally live further up in the mountains and they're tuskers they're kind of attack dogs if you will these these miniature mammoths that are the size of horses um they lie dead here in the snow in front of the houses of winter home the storm fist little village here um by the lake um what are you guys going to do at this point wait sorry what time is it it's like four o'clock in the afternoon Pine will, will call out to, to Yastin as a, how big of families do these things normally have? Uh, so uh, he comes up, he starts, he's like uh, putting some bandages on his arms and stuff from where he got gored and things like that by this tusker. He comes walking up uh, towards these uh, earth sign, the one on the, on the west, he starts looking at it and he says, they do have, uh, you know, clans, uh, tribes, but they... I don't think that they ever come out in force. They generally will, will hunt in, in small packs, two, three, maybe four. Um, and he points at the Tuskers and he says, and they, they'll use these to, um, you know, as kind of their, you know, their, their, their dogs. But um, I think that if we've killed these, I think that if there were more, they would have attacked at the same time. Um, quick, quick point of order. While we are mm-hmm. kind of um, gathering back up, I'm going to use a spell slot just to cast Erdos's word on, I think, Nari. I think you're kind of low. But I want to do this before the unicorn fades so that way we can kind of get a little bit of healing just in case anything else happens. Perfect. Uh, so, Nari, you get eight. Everybody else gets additional seven. That's awesome. Perfect. And uh, Yastin will take some of that, too. Awesome. Yeah. All right. And at that, the we'll say, unless you're going to do it again, the unicorn's going to fade. Yeah, we'll let it fade now. Okay, he, he kind of clomps in place and bows his head to you and then poof, disappears in a sparkling, glittery mist. So majestic. Gorgeous, really. Gorgeous. And you hear, it'll be okay. 
<laughs> Pine will Pine will just start fishing his knives out of this dead bear. Ebby's going to kind of start looking over the body too to see if there's anything of note. Um, there's a crude axe. There is uh, like a lo- it wears like a loincloth. It doesn't even wear armor. All of that uh, resistance he had was just his natural, you know, armor, his natural fur, and everything. Um, uh, you see that he's got like um, tied to his belt. He's got some trophies. They're like um, kind of grisly trophies. Like there's a basically the entire carcass of a deer. It looks like he, he may have like attacked and killed and just hung from his belt. And it may have been there for a couple of days, just spoiling. Um, nothing, no treasure that you would say as like something that you would actually would, would actually want. Got it. Okay. Jeff will get Nari's attention and say, before the fracas, I found a dead body over here. Is this someone you know? Oh, oh no. Uh, Nari will kind of come over and examine the body and see if she can tell anything about it. Sure, why don't you make an investigation check? 18. Hey, guess what? I have written down here, investigation DC 18, dead body in the snow. Nice. So what I said was that the warrior was uh, still wearing armor and had um, his weapons. He Definitely not a storm fist. Um, too short to be a storm fist. Um, human, male, um, probably 20s or 30s, looks like they're frozen. As you kind of move him around, he's very stiff um, because of being you know, under the snow and in this cold weather. As you are kind of looking at this, uh, at this guy here, um, and then there's also the horse, um, as you're investigating this guy, uh, we'll get back to what, you're, what uh, the other things that you find in, in a second, okay? Sounds good. Okay. Um, what's everybody else doing? Pine is telling Crumbles, you're such a good boy. Oh, you did wonderful. Oh, I'm so proud of you. And just kind of like helping him like clean off the, the gore off of his uh, horn, petting him down his sides. He actually kind of stomps out into the lake a little bit and kind of takes one of those, you know, like a majestic horse bath where they're like playing in the water <laughs> and it's like slow motion, you know? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> That's my new favorite term, majestic horse bath. <laughs> but you all know exactly what I'm talking about, though. It's like a, it's like a Lisa Frank trapper keeper. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Very trapper good. Trapper keepers. All right. So, Joff and Evie, what are you guys doing? Oh, I'm I'm looking. Uh, Joff is looking at the corpse with Nari. Okay, I showed her the corpse, and we were there. Yeah, and I'm guessing Ebby's just kind of still like looking over these different corpse corpses. When he's done looking over the earth sign, he'll probably look over the tusker too. Okay, yeah, the tusker is basically just a beast. Like, there's no nothing. It's just a it's just like a, a woolly mammoth. Um, you might be able to get some meat off of it if you were interested in that. Um, other than that, it doesn't have anything else. Um, Nari, as you are looking at this dead body, um, you kind of start looking around the area and you notice, uh, because you're kind of standing by some of these buildings, um, between the buildings, it looks like some of the snow has not fallen in there. It's like been kind of protected. Um, so the snow has like blown to the roofs and it's kind of blown and left this patch of kind of clear dirt and grass. And as you look over, you see... Um, footprints and hoof prints um, in this kind of patch of dry ground. Um, And you notice that they are heading away from town. Um, So as you are doing this investigation and looking around, you determine that more than likely this person was not alone and somebody else may have gotten away. Okay. Can I tell how recent they are? Uh, no, it's hard to tell because of because of like the the ice and snow and and freezing. Um, so it's hard to tell how long ago it was. But you can tell that this guy, so that horse had been clawed and and uh, and bitten and stuff. This guy, it looks like um, he had been um, something big and slashing. It very well may have been like an axe or um, uh, or even like these earth sign. They also have claws. It may have been like a claw from the earth sign or something like that. Wait, so it sounds like it's like a similar thing to the horse then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it looks like probably whatever killed the horse killed this man as well. But it looks like there might be maybe somebody or some other people who got away. Okay, I will point that out to the group. 
It looks like they headed west, which would kind of take you west and north is is going further up towards um, towards summer home. That's the way we need to go anyway. What's everybody else going to do? Are you guys ready to pack up? Oh, yeah. Pine doesn't want to stick around here. With, I mean, a hunting party's gone missing. It wouldn't be great for us to be around much longer. So he'll collect Kenneth's talk. Do we want to follow these footprints? Sounds like a great lead to me. Um, this corpse, does it, it he, what nationality or is there any sort of insignia or any information on this guy's body to tell us who he might be? Um, so this person is wearing like armor, but it's not, there's no like badge or anything like that. Um, you know, actually I forgot to mention as you guys are searching him. So the armor that he's wearing is nice. It is full plate. It is like plate armor. Um, and at, at his waist, Ooh. he does have a bag at his waist and in the bag there is, um, let's see, 55 gold pieces as well as Ooh. some rope and a bottle with clear liquid in it you would assume it's water but when you pick up the bottle the liquid is still sloshing around in there and the water would have definitely been frozen having been under the snow mm. so it's not water okay nice Joffle divvy out 11 gold to everyone and one of those portions is to yastin oh, okay cool and then you guys are going to follow these footprints out of town yeah uh, did you find anything inside, Nari? No, just just emptiness. Um, I think Nari would actually want to pop her head into just one or two of the other homes. Like, not necessarily comb through it, but just on our way out, peek my head in and see if there's anything noticeably different. Okay. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and make a quick uh, perception check? Is anybody else going to look in as well? Uh, yeah, Abby will help her with that. Okay. All right. I don't think it matters because she rolled a 24. <laughs> um, Nari, as you peek into uh, these buildings, the bigger buildings seem like they're as empty as your house was. But there's a couple houses here that are actually smaller than your house. And when you look into one of those houses, you see just right off the bat, you look at the hearth and there is some fresh soot there. Um, in the hearth. It looks like somebody may have been camping or staying in one of these houses. And you know it's not the earth sign because they couldn't fit inside. They could literally sit on the tops of these houses. That's how tall they are. Right. Yeah, maybe it's the uh, whoever was out there in the courtyard. Can I, I want to go in and um, kind of poke around and see if I can find any trace of who it might have been. Okay. Um, you see that there are some food scraps. Um, like I said, fresh ashes are still in the hearth. Um, and since this is more protected, these, a these ashes, I mean, they're, you know, maybe four or five days old, maybe a week um, at that. They're, they're definitely not warm, but they're, they're new enough. They haven't been like um, disturbed by anything. Um, as you're in these buildings, these houses, because they are in disrepair, there is wind that kind of blows in because um, like windows are cracked or they're not like in the frame correctly. And so this soot would have like blown around the place, but it's still in the hearth for the most part. Um, you also find a bedroll um, that has been, um, it's still unrolled over by, um, by a stove. Um, looks like somebody, um, was camping in here. Um, yeah, that's what you find. Okay. Well, I guess we better follow these footprints to figure out what's going on here. Justin, will you help me with something? Sure. What, what is it you need? Well, it's, it, it looks like one of this fellow's, um, Party members may have escaped. Let's, uh... Let's, give me a hand. Let's put it on Crumble's back. We Maybe bring it with us. Give it a proper burial. At least let his friend know if we if we find them that, uh, what, what became of him. Of, of course, of course. And he goes and helps you lift this, uh, this, uh, dead body, um, up onto the back of Crumble's. It's pretty hefty because it is wearing plate armor. Yeah. Uh, but you managed to do it. Okay, and we'll use the rope that he had to uh, lash him to the saddle. Okay, awesome. All right, you guys decide that you're going to follow these footprints. As you follow the footprints, um, you all mount back up, whoever's got a mount, um, uh, and uh, you start to follow these footprints between this building. Um, very quickly, you lose them 
in the fresh fallen snow. But as you look at the direction that they were going, it leads to the path that continues up the mountain towards summer home. The Stormfist's home where they normally spend their summers, where they have been residing for the past couple of years. At this point, you're in the part of the valley where it starts to narrow. And as you um, follow the road further north and west up towards, uh, towards Summerhome, the valley starts to narrow on the east and on the west and come towards a point. And you can see the valley starts to climb uh, up and into the mountains. As you leave Winter Home behind, we're gonna stop right there. And we'll pick this up next time. Anyway, thanks for a great session, guys. That was uh, incredibly uh, nerve-wracking, I'm sure, for everybody and everybody listening as well. Yeah, it was almost unbearable. Oh, that was good. Oh, that was painful. Awesome. Okay. Hey, if you guys like what you're hearing, tell a friend. I'm sure there's somebody out there that you know who would enjoy all this craziness that we get up to, these uh, exciting fights, all the mystery and uh, the excitement. Uh, so yeah, tell a friend, tell your family members, whatever. Um, and don't forget we have a Patreon. But other than that, until we see you next time, have a great time. <laughs>